conditions included. For if all things had come into being in this automatic fashion, instead of being the outcome of mind, though they existed, they would all be uniform and without distinction. In the universe, everything would be sun or moon or whatever it was, and in the human body, the whole would be hand or eye or foot. But in point of fact, the sun and the moon and the earth are all different things, and even within the human body there are different members, such as foot and hand and head. This distinctness of things argues not a spontaneous generation, but a prevenient cause, and from that cause we can apprehend God, the designer and maker of all. Others take the view expressed by Plato, that giant among the Greeks. He said that God had made all things out of pre-existent and uncreated matter, just as the carpenter makes things only out of wood that already exists. But those who hold this view do not realize that to deny that God is himself the cause of matter is to impute limitation to him, just as it is undoubtedly a limitation on the part of the carpenter that he can make nothing unless he has the wood. How could God be called maker and artificer if his ability to make depended on some other cause, namely on matter itself? If he only worked up existing matter and did not himself bring matter into being, he would not be the creator, but only a craftsman. Then again, there is the theory of the Gnostics, who have invented for themselves an artificer of all things other than the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. These simply shut their eyes to the obvious meaning of Scripture. For instance, the Lord, having reminded the Jews of the statement in Genesis, He who created them in the beginning made them male and female, and having shown that for that reason a man should leave his parents and cleave to his wife, goes on to say, with reference to the Creator, What therefore God has joined together, let no man put asunder. How can they get a creation independent of the Father out of that? And again, St. John, speaking all-inclusively, says, All things became by him, and without him came nothing into being. How then could the artificer be someone different, other than the Father of Christ? Such are the notions which men put forward, but the impiety of their foolish talk is plainly declared by the divine teaching of the Christian faith. From it, we know that because there is mind behind the universe, it did not originate itself. Because God is infinite, not finite, it was not made from pre-existent matter, but out of nothing and out of non-existence absolute and utter, God brought it into being through the Word. He says as much in Genesis, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and again through that most helpful book, The Shepherd, Believe thou first and foremost that there is one God who created and arranged all things and brought them out of non-existence into being. Paul also indicates the same thing when he says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which we see now did not come into being out of things which had previously appeared. For God is good, or rather, of all goodness he is fountainhead, and it is impossible for one who is good to be mean or grudging about anything. Grudging existence to none, therefore, he made all things out of nothing through his own word, 
our Lord Jesus Christ, and of all these his earthly creatures, he reserved a special mercy for the race of men. Upon them, therefore, upon men who, as animals, were essentially impermanent, he bestowed a grace which other creatures lacked, namely the impress of his own image, a share in the reasonable being of the very word himself, so that, reflecting him and themselves becoming reasonable and expressing the mind of God even as he does, though in limited degree, they might continue forever in the blessed and only true life of the saints in paradise. But since the will of man could turn either way, God secured this grace that he had given by making it conditional from the first upon two things, namely a law and a place. He set them in his own paradise and laid upon them a single prohibition. If they guarded the grace and retained the loveliness of the